witchy and weird i'm here for the first um installment of lunar forecast which will be a monthly um look into the stars the planets the cosmos the energies of what's going to be coming up from a full lunar cycle and so i'm here with two awesome people so first we have the head of as the head honey in charge of mystic honey co Autumn Tai, aka Daisy, pronouns she, her, specializes in tarot, oracle reading, candle making, Reiki healing, and all things creatrix. She creates intimate and ethereal custom intention candles for all your spell working, manifesting needs, and provides potent channeled messaging through her readings. Hello, Autumn. Slash Daisy. I'll call you. I'll remind. I'll remember to call you Daisy. I know Autumn. I mean, we've been friends for 900 years. So like, (laughs) it doesn't even matter at this point. You could call me Toast and I'd be like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's what you are in my phone. So. (laughs) So. (laughs) And then we have Bree the Malefic who blends ancient astrology with the modern world to help clients experiment, experience more joy, peace, and fulfillment. Brie offers personal and professional development to spiritually aligned and awakening entrepreneurs with in-person and online astrology, tarot, and psychic readings. Hello, Brie. And your pronouns Hello. are also she, her, right? They are, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for being here. I'm really excited for this new thing. Um, So what are we doing? What is the lunar forecast? Um, We're going to be covering the major lunation cycles and things going on from this. This episode will be from June 28th to July 28th. And I'm really excited to get into it. So Brie is like our resident astrologer and Autumn does like energy numerology stuff that will like tie in so if you want to take it away Brie what's the first thing obviously tomorrow is a big thing but yeah (laughs) yes so the major planetary stuff and major lunations to look for from June 28th to July 28th we are seeing five five planets changing signs So these are energetic shifts. We're moving out of one phase into another. We see two new moons or new beginnings and new lunar cycles. Then we see two planets going retrograde. So giving us perspective changes and opportunities to really slow down and show how much we've grown. And then one full moon to tie it all in so we can shed what no longer serves us and really complete the first lunar cycle of 2022. And this really all begins with a new moon in Cancer on June 28th. And that new moon in Cancer is going to have really the whole collective in their fields. And uh, we're going to be confronting like what is and isn't working for us. And this might be a little difficult to accept, um, but change is coming either way. So we have to really come to terms with the fact that we either have to move with it or we have to get left behind when that change does happen. Um, And then on the 28th as well, we have one of those two planets going retrograde happening on the same day as the new moon. So extra, extra potent energy 
Um, Neptune is going to be stationing retrograde, which is the planet of dreams and imagination. So typically retrograde will flip the meaning of that planet. And because Neptune is very, very internal, we're then looking outward. So do our dreams really match and align with our reality? And if not, how can we help bring those two together? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some good stuff. So let's talk about the the cancer moon first. Let's like, I feel like most people are seeing 20 posts on Instagram at this point about it. (laughs) Um, What is, I love that you brought up. It's like a, like an ending of a cycle. Do you want to like talk a little bit more about that cycle? Yes. So the new moon in cancer, this is going to begin. We'll have to look back in Capricorn season in 2023 So a full lunar cycle or a full lunation will go from the new moon in that sign to the full moon in that sign. Mm. So the new moon in Cancer on June 28th is going to, we're going to be in our fields and whatever we're going to be working on to break that cycle from June 28th is going to go until January 28th. Mm. So then the full moon that we see happening, that is on July 13th. And that is the full moon in Capricorn because during Capricorn season in January, there was the new moon in Capricorn. Mm. So this full moon in Capricorn is really gonna allow us to not only shed what no longer serves us, but look back at the past six months and really see, okay, have we really been moving forward and working on the things that we need to work on? Or have we been, you know, hiding behind these revelations and these things that have become clear to us over the past six months? Um, Like, do we feel like things are happening to us or around us? Or are we actually doing something with the information that we've received throughout this time? Hmm. So Autumn, what do you feel like the energy is going to be like for this? Well, First and foremost, like it is the ending of a cycle. Uh, The month of June in general is a six. Sixes are all about reflecting and assessing. So we're at the end of the halfway point of 2022, which means that we have spent half of the year doing things and they may or may not have worked. (laughs) So it's time to kind of go back, reassess, restructure and replan and with the new moon, plant those seeds that we want to come to fruition within the next six months for the next lunar cycle of the year. Um, Now, I did pull the new moon in Cancer card out of my moonology deck, um, and it does say you and your loved ones are safe. Um, Of course, Cancer being a very nurturing and um, loving, compassionate type of sign, it's also very good to look into seeing the people who have also helped you as you reflect and bringing those people into the new energy as well, bringing those people along with you. And of course, getting rid of the people who haven't just because we're constantly moving in these cycles. And you could be like, I don't really want this anymore. And I don't want the end of my year to be filled with drama or whatever. So it's definitely our time to kind of look, reassess and really pull out the nuggets from the first half of the year that worked for us and kind of take what we need and move forward. Mm. 
I love that. Yeah. And for those like maybe who are new to this, the new moon is a time when we're, like you said, planting seeds, kind of creating plans, thinking about reflecting on what we want to grow and what we want to change. And like the full moon is more like assessing if we did that during the, <laughs> from the new moon to the full moon, but also mm-hmm. like what can we shed? What are we releasing? That's more of like a releasing time. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've also heard you can, if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have my stuff together by the time this comes out, you can do it for like three days before, three days after type of thing. So definitely in that energy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the moon changes signs every two and a half days. Mm -hmm. So for example, for the new moon that's happening on June 28th, the moon moves into cancer that morning. And then we have the new moon that night. So you absolutely can still hang on to that energy. Um, a lot of times if you're doing any, um, self-care, any spell work, anything that specifically calls on that specific moon phase and sign, that's really when you're going to see maybe different effects or different results. But if you're looking to journal or, you know, do something new for yourself or release something around newer full moons, absolutely still doing it within before or after that time is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see. So what's like the main, what are we focusing on for this energy? Is it just like feelings or? Boy, I mean, yes, feelings, cancer, obviously a lot of feelings. <laughs> Um, water signs, a lot of feelings, all of us, I, myself, I'm a Pisces, a lot of feelings. Love it. (laughs) It is a lot of feelings, but it's also in the essence of kind of clearing and raising those feelings and kind of actually working through and feeling them. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of the time we're in go mode, it's go, 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 go. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to get to the next step. I have to get to the next thing. And the energy is really calling on you to chill out, just calm down, feel whatever you need to feel, because those feelings are going to propel you where you need to go. And you might not even think that you feel a certain way about something until you actually take stock and say, hey, I actually feel this way about it. Um, So like being really compassionate to yourself. Um, I did pull another card out of my prism oracle and it was sweetness. Um, Of course, being compassionate to yourself, being loving to yourself, being loving to the people in your lives that deserve it. We are going to be that deserve it because there are some people that have to go and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But being slow, being still and being in that kind of sweetness of environment because it does pave way for kind of the other two things that came up. Um, we have creativity. So the new moon being a time to plant seeds of new ideas, new journeys, new structures would be a creativity, but also we have determination. Um, and coming out of this moon cycle kind of refreshed and ready to get a jump start on the next half of the year by kind of purging out those feelings that have taken up a little bit too much space. Yeah. Yeah. And also like all the stuff that's going on right now, we just had like Roe versus Wade get overturned. Like 
There's so many feelings, so many emotions that are high right now. So like really bringing in that energy of like being sweet with yourself. Like if you don't do something and you're like, I don't know what to do. I always get overwhelmed. Or if you're planning on doing something really crazy, like try and boil it down, try and do something really simple, but intentional. Like for me, I'm a cancer. So like taking a bath is going to be like an easy thing for me. I'm in my element. I'm caring for myself and then I can just like be with the water and cry and no one will know <laughs> because I'm in the water <laughs> right absolutely yeah so, yeah dog can't get in cat can't get in no it's just me in the bathroom with my sad songs and my tears exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah so giving yourself space like put some time on your schedule intentionally just like crying time literally just call it like crying time whatever my body needs to express time like this is about feeling it and not understanding it not logically putting words to it just being in those emotions maintenance crying that's what I call it I schedule my maintenance cry I love that. That's like a, I feel like that makes it feel like productive. It's for maintenance. Yes. It is, it's like my software update is me crying. My <laughs> body is software update. <laughs> I freaking love that. That was me yesterday. I was like, well, it's 10 o'clock and I've cried twice today. So what else is coming? <laughs> what else can I do? I think it's funny too, because I think a lot of people like they, well, maybe those who don't know astrology, um, Cancer is an action-oriented sign. People forget this because they just associate cancers with the mother, with gentle, like domestic, you know, quote unquote, typically feminine gendered characteristics and traits when it's like, okay, if we're taking that, which we don't, but if we're taking that, like, okay, you don't mess with a mother one, you don't mess with a matriarch. Like that's the last person you want to piss off and you piss that person off. Like you have such a wrath coming to you that you have no idea about. And I think that's always forgotten and about cancers is that like, as we're going through, as we're looking for that determination and that sweetness, determination to treat yourself and to make yourself feel as warm and as comforted as possible. Sometimes that's crying in the bathtub or making yourself something good to eat, but anything you can do to like take both of that, that sweetness and that determination where you're determined to really make self-care a part of your routine, especially with this new moon in cancer, I think is absolutely perfect for all of the shifting energies. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping into like the nurturer, the mother, the crone, whatever term you identify with, the parent, like parental unit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So then you also talked about Jupiter or was it Neptune going in retrograde tomorrow? Neptune. Neptune. Jupiter is also, I that thought, is yeah. the other planet. Yes. <laughs> that is the other planet that's going retrograde. Um, but yes, Neptune and is going retrograde on the same day as the new moon is happening in cancer, which you want to talk about water. Neptune is in Pisces and in Pisces is so abundant and knows no limits, knows no boundaries. And it's still going to be within Pisces throughout its retrograde. Um, but 
as you have a planet going retrograde, like we experience with Mercury retrograde, those are moments where we're all kind of as a collective, like, wait, what's happening? What's going on? We're a little mystified. So especially as this planet of dreams and imagination, like it, it is comfortable being mystified. So now it's like, we're starting to get this clarity that we're like, wait a second, is this real? Is this really what's happening right now? Or am I like, am I dreaming? Is this really what's going on? And then you have to really confront that reality. It's like a reality check where with Pisces, it's a much more gentle reality check. Like, it's like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, um, but this is what's happening as opposed to like, you know, if it was an Aries, it's like, boom, there it is. So the Neptune, yeah, Neptune going retrograde is going to be um, definitely a, a soft awakening for us um, that we're definitely going to feel for the better half of the, the second half of the year, I should say. Yeah. So these planets retrograde a lot longer than Mercury. Yes. So Mercury, it all has to do with how their orbits. Yeah. So Mercury, for example, goes retrograde four times a year, which is insane. Like it's quarterly, right? You're like, wait, what? Yeah. It's so it's, it goes retrograde every three months. Mm. So that's, it's insane. Um, which is why we all experience it much more intensely because it's happening so often. Um, Neptune is a generational planet. It takes God, decades to complete a full orbit. So that means that their retrograde cycles are that much more drawn out. Um, the retrograde cycle is half of its full orbit. Hmm. So for example, Mercury retrograde takes the, the actual retrograde is like a week and a half, hmm. even though it feels much longer because it's kind of going back and forth, but yeah, Neptune, we're going to be feeling it's much more collective as it is individual. We still may feel it individually, depending on what other placements you have. Um, like Daisy mentioned, she's a Pisces. So she may feel <laughs> that a little more strongly than me, a Capricorn, but, um, as a whole, as a society, especially as Roe versus Wade just got overturned, like we're seeing what other reality checks are going to be showing up and kind of rearing their heads as the year goes on. Yeah. I feel like when you were talking about that, where it's like, it's reflected outward, does my environment match what I want? Like, this is exactly <laughs> where mm-hmm. we are in the US. Like, um, I've been saying for a while, it hasn't been matching, but these things are really pushing <laughs> it a little bit too far over the edge. Like, yes. yeah, there's so much going on and like, potential for more stuff to be overturned that I think again mm-hmm. with astrology it's like you can't make this up like I you can't I don't know what to say <laughs> like, yes yeah there are so many astrologers too that say you know hey we'll stop believing in astrology when it stops being right like this like <laughs> it's almost like I would prefer it to be not so literal most of the time and sometimes you're just like good like this is just explicitly written in the stars, but also why and ouch and this hurts. Yeah. 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 So what's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying this is like the worst timeline. Like so many people have been saying we are now shifted into the worst timeline. How do we get back? Yeah. Yeah. It's astrologically, it's a lot. I like even just looking 
I mean, astrologers are always like, we're always looking at just like, Hey, what's going on? What's going to happen tomorrow? What about next year? What about 30 years from now? And, um, you know, just helping somebody like, look, like pick out a really good day to like launch a podcast or, you know, post on their website. I'm like, um, (laughs) can you wait a year by chance? Like, (laughs) is there any, any way that date is flexible just because it's, it's a lot of challenge, internal challenge that even good growth and good challenge is still a lot to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So even if this Neptune retrograde is going to be the best thing for us, it's change is still change. So it's still going to be confronting us and we're going to have to deal with it one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So busting some retrograde myths I mm-hmm. I'd love to chat with you and then go in more into like what we can expect how we can work with it but I always get people who are like I'm not making any decisions don't text me during retrograde don't this during retrograde I mean these are like you said a little bit more nuanced than a mercury retrograde would be but I think people just get scared of the change or scared that they're going to have to look within or reassess and all that stuff. So I love to hear like both of your thoughts on like, what do you do during a retrograde? How do you work with it? Um, do you hide under a rock? Like, are you Patrick <laughs> Starr for like, yes. Six <laughs> yeah, whoever it. wants to go. <laughs> I think for me, it's a lot of time where I kind of catch up on my personal spiritual hygiene specifically. Mm. Um, so it's not that I'm like, oh, I don't do anything at all. I, I'm scared to go outside. Like, it's not like that. I mean, there are times where like, of course, the classic Mercury retrograde gets in the way. Um, this Mercury retrograde this year alone, I broke my coffee maker. In the beginning, my coffee maker just wouldn't turn on at all it was broken and then I like shattered my coffee glass the same morning and I was just like okay I'm gonna go back to bed and start over tomorrow (laughs) which is perfectly allowed but I think that like for me personally I take a lot of time to kind of cleanse my aura cleanse my space cleanse my energy so that it's not as effective against me when I have those kind of protections up um So a lot of retrograde for me is working on cleansing myself and also keeping myself grounded so that I don't feel it as much. And I feel like I can go do things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a very, like for Western medicine, it's like we treat the, the symptoms, not the cause. We wait till there's something wrong to then find out we have something. And this is like the holistic, like non-Westernized where it's like, I'm going to preemptively do this. I'm going to have a routine that's going to make it easier for me to go through and deal with all this stuff as opposed to like, I'm going to wait until I'm having an argument with my partner and we're about to break up before I finally (laughs) do Mm -hmm. something about this. Yeah. And you, Brie, any advice? Yes. So um, I love what Daisy had just mentioned because for retrogrades, that's really what a retrograde is all about is taking care of ourselves. So when Mercury retrograde, it's, it's interesting that you had mentioned that your coffee maker broke. Um, this past retrograde for Mercury was, it started in Gemini, which is one of its rulers. It's where it's comfortable. Um, but it's, it, it can also affect just because it's an air sign, like can affect our technology. And so 
as you see your coffee maker going down, it's going into Taurus. So then you're like frustrated, like it's, it's a whole thing. Um, but it's interesting too, because something that if you're not familiar with your birth chart, you may not know. Um, Mm -hmm. some people are born with Neptune retrograde or Mercury retrograde in their chart. So that means when Neptune stations retrograde, for some of us, we're going to be like, hey, does my reality align with my dreams? Whereas the people who may have Neptune retrograde already in their chart, for them, it's going to be, they're going to be like dreaming and off and feeling very whimsical and mystical. So how we've been feeling these past six months. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on your personal energy, how it's going to affect you. Um, but I can say planets, astrology really is all about patterns. So for example, most of those larger planets, um, that take much the generational planets, like we've got Pluto, um, Neptune, Uranus, these planets take much longer to orbit. So they usually all go retrograde at the same time. It's usually Mm. at the, the later half of the year. So Cancers, for example, starting cancer season or in the middle of cancer season, many people after that may have their Neptune retrograde. So this may actually be a really creative time for cancers, Leos, Virgos, um, everybody out to really Capricorns, um, like December Capricorns. So this might be a time that is very intuitive and very creative And for the rest, you know, for the people born in the beginning of the year, this may be a time where exactly like Daisy said, we're, we're doing the inner work now we're looking and saying, okay, how can we protect ourselves and make sure that we're not going beyond our means and, you know, the rest of the signs are like, okay, how can I expand? How can I reach out and really expand my horizons as opposed to staying in the confines of where they've previously been in the past six months? Mm-hmm. And looking at this from like the political events that are going on, what can we do? Like, how can we capitalize for lack of a better now? I feel like anytime I say capitalize capitalism, it's like, ne- it's like a dirty word now. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> how can we like capitalize on this? Cause it, like you said, these are more communal generational, like environmental. Mm-hmm. How can we capitalize on this energy? Like is this more of like an internal personal thing that we're just making sure we're good so we can support the collective? Or is this more of like a, no, like let's get out there and let's like make some change. Let's push really hard. Like, I don't, I know, like you said, it's different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. generally. That's a really good question. Um, So as Neptune, again, it's the planet of idealism, dream, like all of this ethereal stuff. Um, Being in Pisces, Pisces is typically one of the signs that handles everything beneath the surface. So as a collective politically, I can see Neptune retrograde. So the next half of this year, really things coming to the surface. So maybe more constructs that maybe most of us are aware of like oh hey capitalism doesn't actually work for everyone or you know things that we know and that we are like we resonate with but just coming to the masses like wait a second you guys I think there's a problem with our you know student loan like 
crisis in this. And we're like, yeah, like, welcome. Did you have a nice slumber because you're just now waking up? So it could be that the collective is having this awakening um, because with a planet like Neptune having no boundaries, really going into the depths, we're now bringing everything from the deep up to the surface. So this is a lot of like reality checks, a lot of perspective changes. So I think especially politically wise, I don't want to say we get creative. That's not the word I want to use in terms of things that have just happened, but maybe there are going to be things like, um, I was speaking with a few other astrologers. So, you know, Roe versus Wade being overturned, maybe those people who, uh, like I, I saw a few things on Twitter where it's like, Hey, if, you know, a congressman or someone in power had, you know, they, they paid for your abortion, please name them here. So maybe, you know, we're going to get more of that or like the secrets that are kept beneath the surface and that are trying to be hidden of like, no, this isn't reality. Don't worry about it. This is not happening behind closed doors. It's going to be brought to the forefront and people are definitely going to see it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Less celebrity news stories, more political news stories. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And political stories of like, thought that was happening the whole time. I'm so glad that that's just now confirming everything that I had thought. Mm. Very validating news stories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure all of us here would love to see the being people, people being exposed. That's what we Mm. live for. (laughs) Just kiss. Yes. I'd love nothing more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's coming up next? You said there is like five planets so many planets. yes so so that's on the 28th of june then once we move into july we have mars moving into taurus mm. so mars right now is in aries which if anybody exactly <laughs> like yes let's go if it was mars, one image <laughs> it's this oh. yes literally mars in aries is like you're doing 95 on the highway. There are no cops around. You've got an iced coffee. Your favorite song is playing and you're like, this is the best. Like Mars and Aries cannot be stopped. But then Mars and Taurus, it's like, you're doing 95 on the highway. You get off an exit and the exit is like, oh, it's actually a 25 mile an hour exit. So you now have to like slam on your brakes before you go literally off the rails. So it's, it is a huge shift of energy where we've really been feeling like, go, 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 go. Like we mm-hmm. are moving a million miles a minute. And if we aren't, we're, we're feeling that like external pressure of like, why not? What, what, what more could I be doing? Mm-hmm. So then to have Mars, the planet of action, move into Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, the planet of love. We are, yes, we are having to really slow down and take a look at the whole journey as opposed to just the destination. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who doesn't know anything in this scenario. Um, I've heard a lot of people refer to Saturn as daddy, but I've also yes. seen some Mars stuff around daddy. So like, mm-hmm. what is the planet of Mars? Like what, 
I know it's like action, right? Like we know yes. like our Greek mythology, like mm-hmm. God of War type stuff. So yes. what is this going to bring for us? Like what kind of energy? Oh, yes. Great question. So I always think like the way I describe Saturn and Mars's relationship. So um, my name, for example, I'm Bree the Malefic. The Malefic planets in ancient astrology are Saturn and Mars. So those are the bad quote unquote planets because they bring so much challenge and trouble. And I'm just like, (laughs) like ruled by both. So I'm just like, what up? Everything is great. So I see Mars and Saturn. It's like Saturn is riding in the back. So Saturn is like the mob boss. And then Mars is that crazy hitman that's just driving. Like, don't worry, we're going to get you there. And then Saturn's like, no, actually, I want you to take a left. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take a left. Like, so Mars like thinks they're in control and Saturn is really the one calling the shots. Mm. So again, like Saturn is a, Saturn is a planet that is thinking long-term, big picture. Mars wants what it wants yesterday. So you have two very different energies, but they're both, they can bring a lot of conflict if they're not dealt with correctly. So Mars moving into Taurus is really causing us to take our time to slow down, which Mars does not like. Yeah. So this may be a time of frustration. This may be a time where based on the astrology, we're still going to be in our feelings. We're still in cancer season. So really grounding ourselves. I know it's like, why? (laughs) And then, yeah, just tears, tears, (laughs) tears, tears. So grounding ourselves in what is instead of what isn't is going to be essential in us not losing our shit basically Mm. Mm. um yes (laughs) that is gonna be so hard for me the lovely delusional always delusional pisces the oh gosh i can't (laughs) even have a realistic thought to save my life everything i think about is so abstract (laughs) love it absolutely love it yeah so then yeah mars and taurus is gonna be like okay but how and also when are we going to do it? And you're just like, ah, uh, no that makes so much sense though. That <laughs> I've been doing that all week. I actually went on a retreat this weekend and I was doing like intuitive work and my guides were just like, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I'm like, okay, but how mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been searching for the, how the entire weekend. And they're just like, no, you just got to do it. And I'm like, okay, yes. but how, right. How are we getting there? Yeah. Mars and Taurus is definitely going to help with the how, whereas Mars and Aries right now is like, I don't care. Like you're missing the point. It's, is it done? Versus Mars and Taurus is like, okay, yeah, we want it done, but like, let's get it done correctly. And let's really make sure that we are putting all of our effort and energy into this. Or maybe if we don't have all the energy today, like let's just do it again tomorrow. Mm. So it's, again, like the journey versus the destination. Whereas Mars and Aries is like, we had to, this, this was due three weeks ago, even though it wasn't like, it's like but the we're, taxi game. It's like, I'm getting there when my car is wrecked. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've hit everything on the way, but I did it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's that. Right. I love how you're describing Mars. It made me think of like any Jason Statham movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This little, it's, like Mars definitely has like short guy energy, like (laughs) short man syndrome where he's just going to blow up at any given moment. And yeah, Saturn is in the back. Like he's the boss, like 
chill. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry, boss. You're right. Like my bad. <laughs> like, let me take a minute. Like that's absolutely their relationship with one another. So it's, it's always fun to, yeah, reflect on that. Yes. Um, there's also Mercury the same day, which astrology loves to throw everything at us all at once. Mm. So on, on July 5th in the morning, Mars moves into Taurus and then like mid-morning afternoon, Mercury, the planet of communication and information moves into Cancer. So yay, more emotions, just, just more crying. crying. We're going to be conversation crying. is crying. The conversation is. is. Yeah. What to. Yes. Basically, it's like, yeah, what to expect from July 28th or from June 28th to July 28th? Crying. crying. Just tears. Yeah. Lots of tears. I think also, too, it's crying. like you can't just logically communicate about things anymore. Like you're going to be feeling your feelings. You're going to be forced to feel the feelings. Right. And like, yes, probably with the Mars and Taurus, it's like, take some time, figure it out, then communicate it. You know, like, Mm. how is this feeling for me? Okay. This, this is, let me, let me take a day. Let Yes. I don't want to say anything I'll regret. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it. Which Mercury and cancer, everybody has to be very careful because Cancer is the crab. If we remember, crabs go side to side. They do not move forward. So <laughs> cancer, Mercury and cancer is very good at being passive aggressive, not very good at being direct. So we have to definitely buddy up with, with Mars and Taurus and just take a beat. Like before I say something that is going to get us both in a bad place, let me, yeah, take the night, <laughs> sleep on it. And then I'll come back and, and cry and, you know, share my feelings. But yeah, definitely watch any passive aggressiveness because it'll be, it'll be quick. And then we're like, oh, nope, we're going to stay by it. I'm gonna, I stand by it. And then scuttle away like a crab. <laughs> I was just making all those faces because my partner is cancer sun and cancer rising. And I've been telling him like, you're actually more passive aggressive than you think. And when you mm-hmm. said, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. oh yeah that you say that mm. I have like the opposite my boyfriend is an Aries sun Aries moon cancer rising oh my so god it's like rage tears it's like At- why are you yelling first of all why are, yeah. why are we yeah. yelling that's my Aries moon why are you yelling <laughs> mine too constantly why are we yelling why so why are we crying about what we're yelling about I can't understand you just have to tell me and not yell Mm-mm. like no yelling just tell me how it feels oh my God. but also stop crying calm down <laughs> it's like rage crying yes it's it's like you're just based on your boyfriend's big three like he cries when he's frustrated yep. but also like I'm crying because I'm mad and you're like okay well, why <laughs> can you just tell why me why mad? yeah why can't get there just zero to 100 no I'm mad now I'm crying absolutely yeah it's great. I it's think great. I get that too with the Cancer Sun Aries Moon. Like I can't communicate. Like usually, if I'm feeling very passionate about something, it's crying. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Oh, you're throwing a temper tantrum." I'm like, I just I can't help it. I'm crying, but I'm angry at you. And mm-hmm. I'm like five one, so they're like, "That's so cute." <laughs> I'm like, "Take me seriously." Yes, like stomping your foot. Like, come on. You're like, I am no longer a baby. I want yes. power. Yes, <laughs> pick me up, but also respect me. Like. 
<laughs> and I'm like the person who feels all the feelings, but like, don't ask me about them because it's like being a Pisces sun. I feel everything, but I have an Aquarius moon and a Virgo rising. So do not ask me how I feel about anything. No. Like I feel mm-hmm. this way. But we're talking about you, not me. How dare you ask me how I feel? <laughs> or or I've also seen with you where it's like, uh, I'm feeling my feelings. And then you're just like, this is stupid. Everybody's stupid. Like, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yes. Like, right, oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Oh, never it's mind. Stupid. I can't even deal with this. Mm-hmm. I, literally, I'm over it in five seconds. Like I will cry for five seconds and then I'm over it. It's like that one gift from America's Next Top Model where the girl is like fake crying and then she's like- And then, <laughs> yes, as soon as she, her name gets called, she's like, mm. yeah, immediately it's like, oh, I was not crying at all. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. It was a bit. The whole thing was I a bit. love that. Okay, so what's coming up next? We get two of the planets. What are the other three? Yes. So believe it or not, Mercury is doing a lot in a month. Um, so Mercury goes into cancer on July 5th, but is not there for very long mm. because then on July 19th, so literally two weeks, Mercury is in cancer because then Mercury moves into Leo just as we're about to go into, Mer- I know, just as we're about to go into Leo season, which is like good grief. Mercury is moving so freaking fast. Um, which I'll also say, this is like a, a preview, if you will, um, Mercury will go retrograde in not, I know not within the time frame, but we'll go retrograde while in Leo, like, hold on, it'll go retrograde in Virgo, come back to Leo. So yay! I kind of hate that vibe. I'm not yeah. even gonna it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's not kind of hate that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Um, as is most of the astrology of Cancer season. So when Mercury moves into Leo, guess what? We're still in our feelings. Mm-hmm. That's Mercury's like the. Great. I've heard it's Leo is like the inner child. Like I want to be the center of attention, pay attention yes. to me. I'm very childlike. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, the quintessential Leo that is in my head always is J-Lo. I just, I love it's that J-Lo. idea. I love it's, the idea of me, focus on me, give me attention. Yes. Me, me, I me, know me, that me. like in mm-hmm. my sidereal chart, I am a Leo rising. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. I love that. That makes so much sense. And mm-hmm. I'm sure like Amanda can vouch for knowing me as <laughs> as they have. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Yes. I'm always like, like take a picture of me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very like, especially too, like you've got purple braids, like Leo risings are obs- like their hair, their mane mm-hmm. is that is a huge part of who they are. I am always so, doing something with my hair as well. Mm, absolutely love it. <laughs> absolutely love it. Um, but you're right. Like Leo is in astrology. It typically rules the house that deals with self-expression, but also children and childlike energy. So Leo's can be a bit, when I say a bit, I mean a lot. (laughs) They can be, uh, I don't like an unevolved Leo, I should say. Yeah. 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 Unevolved Leo, very immature, very much me, 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 a super, fantastic Leo who has undergone so much growth is like, yes, here's how I feel. Now, what about you? How can I help you? It's like, they're using that shine. It would be like JLo using all of her power 
to then like shine the light on somebody else but that would never happen for j-lo because <laughs> j-lo is j-lo I'm, like she, no i learned she like basically just stole music from people oh yeah she has yeah. never done anything yeah. for herself like no. i saw that whole who was the other celebrity that like her chiron is i saw that whole tiktok thing and i was like mm-hmm. you're like why it's her and ben affleck are like their relationship is literally written in the stars they're both leos so that's why they got back together that's exactly why they that's exactly it astrology brought them back together yeah yeah it was a lot nuts i remember being like eight when they were a big deal i was very young when they were oh my god yeah when benifer the first edition was happening yeah Mm -hmm. it was a big deal when they broke up and then it was a big deal that he got with another jennifer and like it was all just mm. astronomically like insane. Yeah. Everyone I was mean, freaking out. Yeah. But then again, that was like early trash TV eras and all of that too. So peak yes. time to be alive. Yes, it was. It was magical. Yeah. Benefer first edition. That was great. I did prefer the second edition with, <laughs> with Jennifer Garner, I believe. Yeah. He did her real dirty. And you I was like... So, so pissed she's a national treasure and should be protected at all costs her instagram gives me nothing but peace she just bakes like she makes bread and is like i don't know how to measure and i'm like oh jennifer like you little thing um I think about 13 going on 30 and how that radicalized me so i always think that she deserves the best because she does she absolutely does mm-hmm. i think she's an aries but i have now i have to now my brain has to go confirm <laughs> that but Yes, another episode. Um, but mm. sorry, super sidetracked. Uh, Mercury and Leo. Uh, the energy that we're looking at, we're still in our feelings, but really, Mercury being the sign of or the planet of communication, Leo, as we've established, being all about the self. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we leaving unsaid? Mm. How can we use this time and this energy? to bring like what we need to the surface. So are we really speaking about what we need? Mm. Are we really talking about what no longer serves us and what we're ready or who we're ready to leave behind? Like Mm. Daisy had mentioned, like we're ready to shed those people. Are we going to rely on that energy and say you like, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. Okay. Bye. Like, yeah. are we, are we going to do it or yeah, I like you know? that a lot. I think like just because in numerology, July is a seven, but when you add seven and 2022, 20, you get 13, which one in three is four. Um, so numerology always breaks down to like the smallest thing. Sevens, of course, are always about luck, prosperity, fortune, things like that. But a four is also about structure, community, building those sound foundations to set you up for success. So like July, we're going to be looking at a lot of things about keeping security, keeping security, both in the self and monetarily, like Mm -hmm. what things make us feel grounded, what structures make us feel secure. A lot of focus on kind of like home and family and your career, taking care of those things that are priority in the first half of the second part of the year. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you were saying like the Mercury is like a little bit in cancer, then a little bit, a little bit in Leo. And I see it's like, I'm feeling my feelings, 
and now I want to be seen or like where am I advocating for myself like and I think that that not necessarily like communication with other people but like you're saying Daisy like the security the money like where am I advocating and speaking up for what I'm not feeling and what I want to feel and how can I get there or am I just going to let like the cycle happen where like I don't do it again and then I'm frustrated or something you know yeah and we'll feel it too because it's like um whenever when mercury does go retrograde and that'll again be a sneak peek but (laughs) later episode but once mercury does go retrograde mercury will come back into leo so it's literally like whatever Mm -hmm. we did not mention is gonna have that moment to come up so like maybe we have like three things on our list and we only have time or energy to talk about two of them Mm. when mercury comes back into leo we're like oh and another thing like (laughs) i forgot but i'm gonna mention it now like it's relevant again like we'll be bringing it up so that's always helpful too the dramatic entrance of leo and another thing yeah and another i'm not done (laughs) but wait there's more yeah that is kelly from the office like I have several questions. First of all, how dare you? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We love it. She would be an amazing Leo. Absolutely amazing. So what's the, the last two? Yes, last two. So then we have Venus moving into Cancer. Oh God, so I much know. Cancer. There's cancer. so much Cancer. Girl, it's... It's a lot. Personally, I've been having a great time while Venus is in Taurus (laughs) because my Venus is in Taurus. So I've been having an awesome time. Amazing. I've just been like really feeling myself Mm. and like treating myself as you should. Kind of sad to see it go away. (laughs) It's it's a yeah for you definitely. I feel it. Um, especially yeah, like soak up all that Taurus energy that you can. My Venus is in Capricorn, so Venus in Cancer. It's just going to be that much better. <laughs> no, it's going to be horrible, but it's fine. Everything's great. So yeah, Venus, the planet of love, going into cancer, another beautiful, vulnerable water sign, hmm. which yeah, cancer season brings a lot of cancer placements where we're just like, is there, can we stop crying about other things in our life? Please, I beg you. So this transit, Venus moving into cancer, we are literally going to be wearing our hearts. Like they're going to be open and on our sleeves. Like we are just here to give, but what's very important to remember. So Venus and Taurus right now, we are very indulgent. We are enjoying, well, actually Venus is moving. I think Venus is in Gemini right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Venus is in Gemini. Yeah. (laughs) Venus and Gemini. So Venus is just like, ah, like, this is great. Everything is good. I want a little bit of this. I want a little bit of that. Like has, is eating, like wants the cake and is eating it too. And then Venus and cancer. Oh my God. It's like, okay, hi, I just met you. Let's get married. Here's Mm. my heart. Lesbian season. U-Haul for sure. Like (laughs) Venus and cancer is a U-Hauling lesbian. Absolutely. Um, so with that too, like what a wonderful analogy to then ask, like for the energy of Venus and cancer, like what is realistic Mm. versus like, what are we actually, what do we think? Like, you know, like my therapist 
beautifully asked me one day, you know, hey, what did this person say to you? And I'm like, oh, well, they said that I was a piece of shit. Like, oh my God, they really said that? I'm like, well, no, they said that I had some things to improve on. And you're like, okay, but so my that's Aries different. Exactly. My, I get it. <laughs> my Aries moon is like, you need to try harder. Okay, got it. Like, understood. So it's, what are we actual, like what's actually happening? What is really being said? What are we really feeling versus what do we, like, what are we telling ourselves? What's the story that we are believing and choosing? Like, this is my truth or is it the truth? Like, which is it? Oh gosh. Uh Uh-huh. I have the hardest time discerning that as a Pisces, (laughs) of course. I think everything is my truth, but Mm -hmm. my truth is also in outer space. Like I live completely differently (laughs) than everyone else. I'm like always up here. Yeah. So, oh, that's and I feel like with cancer, like both me and my partner are cancer son, and like he has cancer rising. We have like there's a tendency to just take everything personally. So I think like when it's involved with like love and relationships, like you said, like did they actually say that? No, but I felt like they literally like stabbed me 32 times and left me for dead. And it's like all they said was my pizza was okay, and it's like that was. so deep that was a personal attack the one that's like did you just stab me yeah yeah they did (laughs) that's definitely gonna be the story too like no they cut me and it was horrible and I was bleeding it's like oh no they just said that their pizza was like yeah instead of like the best shiny new shell crab to like the one with the like cigarette (laughs) yes they hurt me so long ago it's like it was Mm -hmm. three hours ago it's okay you're fine literally yeah (laughs) or like the the is it the video or like a gif or something where the crab like gets a knife and it's just like like (laughs) ready to go yes that's that is a any placement in cancer that has been slightly inconvenienced (laughs) don't you fuck with me yeah it's great I like love that I'm so glad that I won't be the only delusional one around here for change (laughs) I feel so seen Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yes all of the feels I think any water sign is going to like, they're so consumed by their emotions that our emotions can tell us anything Mm -hmm. and we believe it. It's really hard to discern what is and isn't like our facts are not feeling or our feelings are not fact, but when we're feeling it, that's not the case. (laughs) That is definitely not the case. Definitely. So what's the last one? Oh, the last one is the sun moving into Leo. So then we get in, we leave cancer season and we move into Leo season on July 22nd. So, Mm. yes. So Leo season, really all of cancer season, as we can hear, has been asking us and challenging us to really confront what is no longer working for us. And then the sun moving into Leo is very similar energy. So like, hey, we've, like you were saying um, Mm -hmm. a little bit ago, Amanda, like, hey, we've sat with it. We're connected with our feelings. So like, now what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How is this really going to help us? How is this going to help us reflect and move forward? Um, But being grounded in, again, what's really happening versus what myths are we telling ourselves? I think with Leo's, Leo season, I really actually don't believe that we tap into our own energy enough. So Mm -hmm. I always think like Leo season is the time for the self. Mm -hmm. Me, 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 me. Like if there's ever a time to be about you, it's Leo season. 
and just making sure like that means like taking care of yourself. Like, hey, have you done the thing that you really need to do, but have been putting off? Are you taking care of yourself? Like basic needs. Cool. Okay, now make a JLo entrance. Like do what you wish. But yes. (laughs) I love that. And so we had the full moon. What is that? July 13th? Yes, it is. So July 13th, we have the full moon in Capricorn. And... Um, the full moon in Capricorn is the first full lunar cycle that will be closing in 2022 because of the new moon in Capricorn in January. Mm -hmm. So this is really like the, mm, the astrology for that moon is head versus heart. Like Mm -hmm. that day on July 13th and really a few days before and after we are going to be confronted with like reality check after reality check. Yeah. Yay. I would honestly say, yeah, I know. It's like, ooh, okay. I think it, <laughs> I, I could be biased as a Capricorn, um, but I definitely feel cancer season, Capricorn season, like new moon, full moon, the hardest. Mm. Just, it, it could just be my personal placements, but I always feel like that's the time I'm most emotional and that's when shit mm. hits the fan the most. Capricorn is also the opposite sign to cancer. Cancer rules the moon and Capricorn, a Capricorn moon is to cancers, the cancer moons, you know, emotional, open, vulnerable. A Capricorn moon is closed off. Like, Hey, I didn't schedule time to cry. So I'm not going to cry. Like Mm. crying time is not until like 715. It's 701. Like I can't cry right now. So it's like, it's, it is closed off. It can be seen as very cold. Um, it cares more about logic than it does about feelings. So especially with this full moon in Capricorn, we are confronting again, like what's, what's happening? What's reality? What is our brain telling us versus what is our heart actually telling us? Mm. And do we feel like if this is feeling impossible to move forward, then maybe we need to take a second Mm. instead of just rushing into something or moving before things become crystal clear. Mm. Mm -hmm. What do you feel autumn for this full moon? I mean, there's a lot of things that we're kind of, of course, coming out of. Um, I have like pulls for the elements as they are. Um, So I kind of go in the order of water first because I'm a water sign, (laughs) but I usually do water, earth, fire, and then air. Um, So with the water signs, the card that we have is embracing flow. Mm. Um, So this is like a good time to just kind of let things happen. Water signs, surrendering to flow, just like you would surrender to waves or anything like that. Just kind of letting things happen and not being in the need of having to know or control it because water, of course, is very unpredictable. Um, just being fluid in this time frame will really serve you well and kind of not getting hung up on all the changes that are happening because they're going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just let them instead of getting caught up on them and kind of letting them overwhelm you. Um, so for water signs, flow is the really big key theme that we have. Um, for earth signs, uh, we have fear in reverse. Um, so dispelling fear, essentially mm. asking yourself in this time, 
what am I afraid of? And why is what I'm afraid of fake? Um, saying what I'm afraid of is fake. What I'm afraid of, I don't worry about and clearing that fear energy out is going to set you up for success. So like being scared of like monsters under their bed as a little kid, monsters are fake. Your Mm -hmm. fear is fake. Your fear is you kind of limiting yourself and getting out of that fear and getting out of that limitation is going to obviously put you in a much better place to get better and do more. Um, So for earth signs, we have to like really dispel fear. Um, Earth placements in general, um, dispelling fear, which I myself as a Virgo rising am working on too, because (laughs) I hate just about everything. Yes. (laughs) Um, So definitely dispelling fear. I feel like it goes to with what Brie was saying around like, the logic versus the feelings, right? Where it's like, where am I just creating like, oh, well, this mm. can't work because blah, 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 instead of I'm, I'm afraid and that's why, and I'm just making up stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for fire signs, we have pain, which looks kind of scary, but I think that it's more so about dispelling the emotional pain. Again, my boyfriend rage crying. Yes. Spelling that emotional hurt for fire placements because apparently there's a lot of it. I mean, you going a hundred in the fast lane and you've been crashing into things a couple times. So you've got a couple bruises. Yeah. You've got to assess, you've got to assess <laughs> it. You've got to bandage yourself up and get discharged from the hospital or whatever. Mm. You broke a bone, you got to fix it. Yeah. Um, so really getting out of kind of emotional pain and also facing up to the pain that you may have caused other people. Mm, holding accountability um is really big especially like I know my boyfriend all the time he's like no I didn't I didn't do that and I'm like (laughs) I just watched you do it like so being accountable Mm. in owning up to kind of what part you've played in things that have gone not necessarily the way that you've planned as well Mm -hmm. um and the pain that you may have may or may not have caused other people it could be also pain that you inflict upon yourself yeah um we are our own worst critics you know like you can be saying mean things to yourself you can be hurtful to yourself Mm -hmm. so kind of facing up to and assessing where pain is felt for you yeah that's like big for fire placements I like that too because I think like especially like I have Aries moon and it's very Aries to be like I'm gonna do all this stuff and then like you say one mean thing to me and I'm like no you know so it's like knowing being able to like own up to say like yeah I fucked up like I'm sorry I did that Mm -hmm. and like that's really hard and I think like the first thing when you said pain for fire signs Brie let me know if if I'm wrong on this but like (laughs) I think fire signs that's like kinky like we need that to like feel alive like pain is like how we feel like the body is so important for fire signs like feel tired to move the body action yeah yeah so I feel like kind of like um like a temperature check like where's the pain Mm -hmm. where are you feeling it like let's let's feel that let's address it yeah I love that too I like Mm -hmm. that you've like bought it into that realm too that it's like ow but in the hot way yes (laughs) like it hurts so good yeah Like, yeah. like that's definitely what I'm getting where it's like ooh, like oh did that hurt like yes but keep going don't like that's fine it's it's yeah like icy pain yeah mm-hmm. roasting yourself like ooh, ooh. 
That's and being yes. able to laugh at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, like obviously, like physical comedy, laughing when people fall. I do it all the time. I can't help myself. <laughs> I can't. But like we're going all around in and about pain in all these different facets. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, for air placements, disruption. Mm. Um, as an air moon, I completely hate disruption. <laughs> I think air signs, as we are all very logical, analytical, we hate disruption as a whole. I cannot stand anything not going to plan. I have my planner. I have my calendar. I have my color-coded system. Mm. I have like all my ducks in a row. And the moment one duck is not in the row, I feel like dying. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) with air signs and air placements, it is all about embracing that no matter how Mm. much it hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of similar to going with flow. Right. Kind of similar to Things are not always going to go your way and you do not need to have all of the answers. And I feel like as air signs, a lot of the time we need to always have the answer. We need to always have like the right answer as well. And it's looking at, there is no right answer. Mm. Um, There is no explanation. You don't always have to explain yourself or over explain yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so like being okay with being wrong, being okay with being interrupted, being okay with things kind of falling out of place, even saying it right now, I'm like, I want to throw up, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is something huge. That's a lesson there, Mm -hmm. especially in air placements being very head-based, logical, analytical, like constantly thinking philosophical almost. Yeah understanding that there is going to be disruption Mm -hmm. and you can't avoid it and turning that disruption into something better because the disruption could be a lot better than you planned originally yeah Mm -hmm. so embracing the change and embracing the friction that comes with that kind of collision Mm -hmm. um i have like a friend one of my friends always says um collision causes clarity Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, it does. Like when things kind of are at that low point, you kind of see everything around you and you can kind of make that choice of which is the best way to go. Um, So definitely like a lot of themes around disruption and being okay with things falling out of order or not fitting in that perfect little box. Yeah. Mm. And I also like that this full moon in Capricorn, like you said, is the first one to close the cycle and thinking back, like maybe if you're air sign or you have strong air sign placements, like you made your plan for the year and you logically understand where you want to go. And now you might have to disrupt that plan. Now that we're here, what worked Mm. out, what didn't work out? Like, where can I change and make it for the better? Like be realistic. Is this, can I actually achieve this goal by the end of the year at this point? Like, Mm no, you know? So I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the collision causes clarity because I feel like all what you said but also what I was seeing when you said that was like you're worried about all these things and then this big thing happens and you're like okay these things don't actually matter like mm-hmm. this is what's important to focus mm-hmm. on like I was worried about this and this and this and, and like now that my car is crashed like what actually matters you know like yeah the actual fact hits you and the actual fact hits you 
harder than the bus that hit Regina George. Like it just went. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're disrupting now. They're like teaching us the lesson. They're like, literally they both have dreams and then they, they will get scared in their dream and wake up. And I'm like, it, nothing's happening. It was your dream. Like chill out. It's very cute, but also very um, disruptive. (laughs) Yes. It's a, it's a bit annoying, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Awesome. So anything like any fun fact, anything you want to add before we end? for this July, June 28th to July 28th cycle? I don't know if it's a fun fact. Go ahead. If it's a hot take, that's fine. It is a hot take, okay. which um, I think anybody who, any fixed signs. So Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio, um, poor babies cannot get a break. And this whole cancer season, Leo season, basically everything we've talked about today is going to be putting a lot of pressure on those placements. Mm -hmm. So if you have any in your chart, any Leo placements, any Aquarius, Taurus, or Scorpio placements, those are going to be feeling it to say the least. Um, And then a special sprinkle razzle dazzle moment for our cardinal signs so that's aries capricorn right (laughs) aries capricorn uh cancer and libra they're going to be feeling it in addition to leo aquarius taurus and scorpio specifically on that full moon in capricorn Mm. but for the like all of cancer season all of leo season our poor fixed sign babies are going to be fixed signs have the biggest challenge with change, with disruption. So like they are the most, they're being confronted the most right now and are being challenged. Like, do you accept the routine that you're in? Is this routine, this rut that you like, that you found yourself in, is this okay? Or are you ready to do something about it? So these placements are going to be the most going through it the most to say it as nicely as I can. <laughs> yeah. I just watched the new season of Umbrella Academy and I'm just like, me too. Gotta be like Klaus, like just yes. going with the flow. Ugh. He's like, whatever, I died 50 times. Who cares? It's cool. blah, blah, blah. Like, yes. <laughs> That's what it's yes. all about. Literally just being like, oh, well. If it's mm-hmm. my time, it's my time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yes. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's that's it. Also, I'm sorry, just the last thing, because you just mentioned the Umbrella Academy. I also watched it all this weekend. Um, based on their birthdays, they're all Libras. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. And I have to like... I literally want to go now and like look back on the show and like find all of their birth cities and like literally make <laughs> their hypothetical birth charts because I'm like, there's no way they're all fucking Libras. Like that is yeah. insane. But just what what is in my brain. Yeah, there's I no way to decide as a Libra. Like I can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, they all care about what's right and what's wrong, but That's their morals, cool. their morals are all very different 
five yeah. has different morals than Klaus, like <laughs> very different. <laughs> so that's like, true. I don't trust it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my hot take, like I'm roasting myself, not even astrology. Like my crush in the show is number five. And it's like, my partner's like, oh. he's like a 12 year old boy. So that's yeah. appropriate. And I was like, yep. the actor is over 18. I and looked it up. He's <laughs> 60. I looked it up. I'm like, yes. I don't care if he looks oh. like a little boy. They just dressed him that way. I'm like, the way his eyebrows look at you when he's judging you is hot. <laughs> I love five. Five is my absolute favorite. Oh my God. I, I did have to look though, because after I was like obsessing over him last season, I'm like, is yes. this allowed? Do I, I literally need to looked be? it up. I was is like, this allowed? No, yeah, I'm like, like, if he's 16 or under please. 18, like I need to look this up. And he's like actually in his 20s. And it's I'm like, like an adult. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, need to know so that I can keep like thirsting in peace, like leaving alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pining I can separate yeah. this in my mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Because if not, then I'm going to be real conflicted yes. when I watch this show. <laughs> like, uh oh. <laughs> that's funny that we both have the Aries moon and like the fire signs are like five is hot <laughs> yeah, we're both we're like anybody who's just gonna like rage and we're like yeah I'm like please condescend <laughs> the recklessness. <laughs> it's the recklessness the recklessness yeah. is like oh my god it's so intensely like you yes. can't even you can't no. you can't duplicate it like no. it's like the recklessness is like oh this is fun you're yes. fun. Like not yes. only do I like you because you're reckless and like you're attractive, but like also that means you're fun. Mm-hmm. He's fun. And he also goes like, you want to talk zero to a hundred real quick, Aries moon. Mm-hmm. Five is a, is a beautiful embodiment. Like you don't fuck with five. Yeah. Like five you're I'm like, oh, you don't know. And I have <laughs> you silly person. I have Gemini Venus and he's like really, really smart. So I'm like, yes. that's already freaking hot. For Intellectual. Me. It so intellectual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love it. All the boxes. Mm. <laughs> well, Just Autumn, do you have anything you wanted to like mention or hot take? You, it's okay if you don't, or if maybe you just want to share your Umbrella Academy crush. I don't mm. <laughs> this one. <laughs> My hot take is going to be a Stranger Things hot take. Ooh, Ooh. okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that Chrissy deserved to go. I believe in Chrissy Wrights. She should have stayed alive. I love her. I mean, it's a hot take for a reason. Um. (laughs) Everyone's like, I loved her. She deserved better. Mm. I'm embarrassed. I haven't (laughs) seen this most recent season. And I am like, like I should be shunned from the internet because... I don't get any of the Chrissy jokes and now I understand why. Hmm. I've just been doing the Chrissy wake up. Yes. I don't like this Aww. forever. But even then, also, if I have to hear running up that hill one more time, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I love Kate Bush. Having an older sister who was born in the 80s, like, of course, I know all of these things. But if I have to hear it one more time, yeah, I'm, I'm literally going to lose my mind. Yeah. It's a great song. but like we we all know why we all know why max played it max wants to switch places with billy we all know she misses her brother if i could i'd make a deal with god get him to swap our places she wants her brother back Mm -hmm. like we all know that and it's sad but please don't play the song anymore (laughs) also too i was like wait a minute what song is this when everyone was like posting i'm like which one is it i'm like i'm 
I know this song from like some other movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the first time it's been used. It's in pose. Okay, yeah, okay, exactly. Mm. So I was like, I just heard this song. Like, this must be from something else. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> but like, okay, we get it. You weren't watching the queer shows about POCs and you didn't see the song from Katie. You also like are trying to get keep a song that is over 40 years old at this point. That is physically impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like really Stranger Things is like obviously millennial and like Gen Z tv mm-hmm. we are not gatekeeping a song that is from when our parents were in high school we we can't do that guys no. yeah <laughs> the whole show is literally based in the 80s like they're gonna play 80s music yeah i don't know people are weird they just want to yeah. be like i knew it first it's like, yeah. that's like they keep girl boss but like <laughs> too much the song is 40 years old right so what are we really doing here Girl Boston, way too close to the sun. Bring it in. Yeah. Bring it in. I'm just going to post every day like one really old song. Like, I knew it before you. <laughs> like Louis Armstrong or something. I knew it before you. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Even though I was born in 95, I knew it before you. <laughs> I can hear mm-hmm. The song was sing to my, like, this song was the song that played when I came into the world. That's yeah. It. My mom like, played this for me in the womb. <laughs> and I've known it ever since. Thinking about like September by Earth, Wind and Fire and how everybody does the September means I'm like, actually, I knew that in mm-hmm. the womb. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. We were actually in the womb. Um, so my partner, we were talking about like, oh, what concerts did your parents go to while they were pregnant with you? And like Autumn knows Frankie, like he's like very emotional, very like sad boy. Like the first concert, his mom said she, she went to a Sade concert and he was in the front row. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is a theory now. Like the songs that you this heard why you are like to is who you are. And I was like, this oh, is wow. very indicative of this you. Wow. Like now I have to ask my mom. Yeah, I, you should. You, I yes. literally, because my mom is a Sagittarius. So my mom, you went to is, many a festival yes, as a child. That's what I, I need to know. Cause I know that my mom's first concert, which is so cool to think about my mom's first concert ever. She was like 12 and she went to see the Jackson five. Mm. So I know that like, she has some stories. That's amazing. I know she does. So I'm just like, now I want to know like where you went like when Ooh. I was like around, like where where'd you go? What'd you do? Yeah, what it's you so indicative. In? And like his brother, I don't know if it's the first one, but they were saying like she was pregnant with his brother, and they were at a Rolling Stones concert, and he's like loves snowboarding, drinking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, whoa, is this a theory? Like, is this a real thing? <laughs> I love that. They say in astrology you get your moon from your mother, so maybe it also has to do with mm-hmm. other so things. Mm-hmm. I'm a Pisces sun and my mom is a Pisces moon so that's Ooh. kind of funny we're it adding is we're adding elements oh yeah okay. oh yes this I can say it's super thought mm-hmm. much much more to think about and yeah yeah discuss. oh and this would be really cool so mm-hmm. I just thought about this now <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I already have the for everybody since we're like ending the podcast and stuff I already have the form in our link in bio and I'll put it in the show notes. But if you want to like ask an astro question, 
send in like some astro thing that you want us to roast or like if you find out what the first concert that you listened to in utero imagine you go to see your parents were seeing the nirvana in utero (laughs) album in utero (laughs) i can only think about like now and i can only think about like pandemic babies and how like people our age are having children Mm. and so like i can only think about someone like a baby an infant baby whose mom was like at a One Direction concert and like like and I want to know what that child is like now I not well the child's not well no because I'm not well (laughs) yeah yeah they're not I need to know right now and I need to know right now what that child thinks of Liam Payne oh my god (laughs) I have so many thoughts on Liam Payne and they're like he's a disaster which most of One Direction also astrologically, because of course I've looked into this, I was a One Direction. Well, I took my cousin to One Direction concerts, so that obligated me to like some of them. Um, they're all earth signs. And then Harry is Isn't the only Aquarius. Aquarius. Like they're all earth signs. So they're all just like, just stubborn as all get out. And then Harry's like, hey, I can do some other, like, I can be flexible if you want. And everyone's like, get out of here, Harry. Like, just, mm. I know, I know, I know he needs to be protected at all costs. I love Harry. Mm-hmm. I would love to do like a hot takes about like, or like roasting people's placements. I would, yes. I would absolutely be down for that. Okay. So we'll plan for that for next episode. So even if you want to submit, who do you want us to roast? Who do you want us to look up? The link is in our bio on our socials and it'll be in the show notes. This will be really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to say thank you for being here, for agreeing to do this. This was really fun. Uh, We clearly have so much to talk about. um which is good like this is for a whole month so it's going to be a little bit longer episode but yeah um until next time everyone goodbye Bye. if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support you can cancel at any time and 100 percent of the proceeds go directly to the pod or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation Buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!